it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is the main event, Marked Podcast. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, Cat Dad, and the total nonstop a-hole, I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure-hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia, and the Christopher Daniels to my Frankie Kazarian. It's the bad influence of Greg. What's up, Greg? So I get to be an a-hole? We're all a-holes. <laughs> I don't want to be Kazarian because he's a freaking Angels fan. He can go to hell. Uh, well, and then Christopher Daniels is an angel, a fallen angel, but an angel nonetheless. I th- I, I would assume he's an Angels fan, too, if he likes baseball. Because <laughs> isn't he from L.A.? I've never heard him bragging about it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I've, well, had, I've had some really interesting discussions on Twitter with Kazarian and Scorpio Sky over how much I hate the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if he's like not a sports fan or something. What's the name of the other dude that, that people that grab his crotch and thinks is funny? What's his name? Uh, uh, Joey Ryan. It's another oh one. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't. Uh, I, I don't think he has a leg to stand on or a third leg to stand on at this point uh, <laughs> with, with anything in an argument, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Oh, getting away from Los Angeles, please. God, um, I'll be there talk, soon. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the, the company that was considered the new Southern wrestling company uh, against WWE back in the day. Obviously they weren't, you know, any and it was, sort of company. And it was in Orlando too. I didn't think any more Southern than that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's a whole different kind of South. <laughs> uh, but one of the guys who did form the company or helped to form the company to begin with, uh, he's he was big in Southern wrestling. I just uh, we recorded this. Uh, we, we recorded our bonus episode uh, for last week after he passed. So I just wanted to mention him real quick. I no, figured, before we passed, before he passed, or yeah, before he passed. I'm sorry, my bad. Um, and got to get that right. I mean, it's look bad. Yeah, right. No, we were yeah we recorded our bonus episode before a couple of days before he passed actually. Uh, but I figured we'd mention Jerry Jarrett here because I mean, we're covering TNA and like I said, he helped to form TNA. So uh, as good a time as any, uh, it's weird how that worked out. Jerry passed away. Uh, I think earlier, well, by the time this airs, I think earlier last week, what was it? 
Tuesday, maybe th- or Wednesday. One of the well, it had to have been before. I think it was on Tuesday, Tuesday because I saw it on NXT at the beginning. Yeah, okay, that's right. But it wasn't yeah. on Raw, so. And um, then you said Jeff Jarrett opened Dynamite. Yeah, that went over <laughs> like fart in church. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, but <laughs> uh, like. Like you said, you know, sorry to see Jerry pass. It's obviously sad. We feel for Jeff. I mean, but it doesn't make anybody want to see Jeff. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, I I always that, that will stick with me till the till the day I die. That uh, uh, Brian last saying it's like you just and it, it hurts because Jeff Jarrett has a badass theme song, but it's like people have been conditioned. It's like you just hear that theme song and you just want to throw up. Oh, he's like, oh God. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as Conrad used to call him, the human fast-forward button. Uh, it's ironic that he now does a podcast with the man. So oh, he's such a that. damn fanboy, though. Yeah, he's a, well, he's you a ever, money mark. You ever watch some of the videos like of his pods, of the ones with Bischoff when he's talking crap about Tony Khan or AEW or the Elite? Conrad just has like this like dejected look on his face, like a kid who didn't get what he wanted for Christmas. Oh, it's like that look. That, about them? Oh, it's like that look that Tony Khan had on his face while CM Punk's talking crap right next to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he just slow zoom in and hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> oh, uh, but anyway, yeah. So rest in peace, Jerry Jarrett. He was he played a huge role in Memphis wrestling specifically. Uh, and like we, like I had mentioned a couple times, he's helped start TNA. So he left a long lasting impression on the business. Uh, he was a second generation booker. So dude, he made a company that's unkillable, right? How many people can say that is like him and Vince McMahon. Well, I guess Vince didn't technically start it. So, uh, Vince's grandfather created a, a company that's unkillable, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but rest in peace, Cherry Jarrett. Uh, and now time to get into the TNA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this the one. Rest. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we got some, we got some news and notes to get to. Um, <clears throat> but before we get into our first break Fire here, uh, before we get into our first break here, we're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks all one word for 15% off your order. Now we're going to get into our first break. When we come out here, First of all, I want to say uh, we're going to be talking about not only our merch shop, which you should definitely check out. So don't skip the break. But we're going to be talking about some other awesome podcasts, some of which Ooh, Greg and right, I actually listen to. Life skips a break. Yeah, right. It, uh, I, uh, I pur- break from work. No, thanks. <laughs> I purposely uh, pay for who pay for Hulu with ads. I, I refuse to pay for the without ads because Hell I want to sit through them. Yeah. So there you go. I, I want to sit through the ads, damn it. But anyway, sometimes I fast forward through the show first. to get to the ads. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so Greg and I personally endorse some of these podcasts we, we listen to. Son, 
You should know that my recommendation is essentially a guarantee. Some of them I know I don't personally listen to the podcast all the time, but I know they're good people and they know what the hell they're talking about because I've actually spoken with everybody whose podcast we we uh, pimp out there. So uh, I know they're good people. They know what they're talking about and you'll like their podcast, too. But we'll get to uh, our uh, podcast. Apron bump. Uh, curtain yep. jerk. <laughs> that one you can check out uh, on podcast or uh if you prefer what i would prefer you do is go to our youtube page we're over 600 subscribers now by the way go to our youtube channel and watch curtain jerkin on there and subscribe for all of his good stuff and all of our good stuff (laughs) but uh either way i uh, have so many uh i have so much fun promoting that because i can have sexual innuendos doing it (laughs) oh of course (laughs) i mean you're are you jerking the curtain or jerking behind the curtain i mean you never know but either way, we'll like, get into I was like saying, you know, go jerk the curtain if you're into that sort of thing. Exactly. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll jerk the curtain with the news right after this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore, take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back 
Just to let you know, the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks. It gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code MAINEVENT. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT to save 10% at checkout. Also, if you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? Coffee Brand Coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. Time to get into the news and notes here, and that brings us to our first time we're going to use this open with a new month. It's our news open. That is correct. Shut the f*** up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Figured uh, it would add some flavor to the show. But getting into the news and notes here. TNA, first off, Dixie, this is a, like confirmed a few days after, but the rumor started before the pay-per-view, so I figured we'd cover it. Bottle of water, by the way. You get no cracks here, you get this. How they came oh. across <laughs> Well, you, you got to pop it loud, man. There you go. <laughs> I'm just drinking a latte like a like a basic white guy. <laughs> but well, you are what you are. Exactly. Like I said, the, the rumor with this one started a few days before the pay-per-view. So I figured it would count, even though it was confirmed on Twitter days after uh, Dixie Carter confirmed via Twitter that Vince Russo has left TNA. Oh, well. yeah, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, well, well, I forgot about that one well. what's about to happen that I completely forgot about. But yes, Russo has indeed been ousted from TNA's creative team, which Dixie confirmed on her Twitter feed, quote, TNA and Vince Russo have mutually parted ways as of this week. The separation is amicable uh, and professional. We are glad for the opportunity. Don't exactly. forget fake. Oh, of course. Uh, but we are glad for the opportunity to have worked together and wish uh, each other nothing but good luck and success in the future. End quote. From a creative yeah, I mean, standpoint. intangible proof that she is not his mother or his wife or something. Because, man, she was loyal as hell to that guy. She was willing to get thrown off of... Like, it wasn't just getting thrown off of Spike TV and getting ousted by Paramount as a whole, but the fact that you are willing to, like, just break away from Spike, who is basically a, a financial partner with them, they were paying for some of their biggest contracts. 
and she gave him the middle finger for Vince Russo. I personally just think she wasn't all that bright because uh, have you ever heard that that old saying never attri- uh, never attribute to malice what you can attribute to stupidity? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go with that. But from a creative standpoint, don't expect major changes. Whomever replaces Russo as their lead writer, that's because Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, and Bruce Pritchard will still be responsible for the big-picture creative decisions and will want someone to meekly turn their ideas into a cohesive script. Uh, Pritchard, maybe? Uh, Hogan was in charge of his own stuff. Bischoff did yeah, a couple Bischoff things here and there. told us everything about that we need to know. Yeah. So it's like they were not the big players as far as creative goes. I, well, I that's all the internet says, though. Oh, well, uh, Uncle Dave says, well, actually. He's I, like I, Brian I, Williams. He was there. Exactly. I, I can't, it must have been uh, a, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, we were talking about Uncle Dave, and I, w- I said, yeah, uh, Dave Meltzer, the Brian Williams of wrestling. <laughs> Well, at least Brian Williams gets stuff right. He just happened to lie this one big time. Yeah, right. Well, uh, this brings us to our newest soundbite. Shut the f*** up, Dave! <laughs> well, if anybody doesn't know... My new favorite soundbite. Exactly. Uh, if nobody knows, that is a deep fake, uh, like the, the, the voice cloning thing of uh, Brian Alvarez telling Dave to shut the F up. So there you go. I got a feeling he's actually said that a few times. Uh, yeah, never on Mike because he doesn't want to get fired, I'm sure. But yeah, <laughs> you, spank, though. you can hear it in his voice sometimes where he just wants to tell him to go kick rocks and <laughs> oh man. But either way, to wrap this, I go back up, to Conrad, by the way, he can hear it in his voice when he wants to insult Bischoff or Pritchard for talking about his friend, Dave. <laughs> how dare how many, you? How many times has he said that? Well, you know, Dave's my friend. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Don't that be tells so me everything you need to know about Conrad Thompson right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, to wrap this story up, though, the favorite for the job is Dave Lagana, the former lead writer of SmackDown and ECW, who TNA hired last October to work on their Indian Ring King uh, project. He was also oh, fired. What a money, that, what a money grabber that was, huh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Uh, he was also supposedly fired by WWE in January of 2008 when Kevin Thorne complained to his friend, The Undertaker, about Lagana's sexual advances. I have, I'm today years uh, old. I didn't know he was. Uh, I didn't know that he was persuasion. Gay. Yeah, right. I, not that I, not that it matters, but just like yeah, you don't hear about, about any of this. Now it's always some perv guy and a woman. That's how it always is. Yeah, right. And it's like, what do you, did he like the goth guys? So we went for Kevin Thorne. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody's and if, got their flavor. Whatever. And if you're going to have a friend in your back pocket to complain to, I think the undertaker is probably the top guy you would, you know, you'd want to pull out you, that. You think? <laughs> yeah. It's like him or Cena just slap it on the table. Here's my Trump card. Bam. Didn't save his job though. But the biggest news from TNA's highly successful and well-received London television tapings was that the legendary Sting, who was injured in the main event for the February 9th, or was injured in the main event of the February 9th edition of Impact, 
Towards the end of the tag team match of Sting and James Storm versus Bobby Roode and Bully Ray, the Stingers suffered what was believed to be a blown heel after taking a spine buster at the hands of Roode. Uh, Sting managed to complete the match, but told fans afterwards that he felt something pop in his heel. Sting's injury was initially feared to be a torn Achilles tendon, uh, which is... (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) Which, at almost 53 years of age, would have been pretty much a career ender. Thankfully, the prognosis seems to have been a bit premature. So, yeah, he was okay. 2023, and he's still in wrestling, so yeah. Yeah, right. There were articles here in 2012 of, dude, he needs to hang it the F up. (laughs) Ah, But the thing is, people still love him, man. And he can still move around at a relatively brisk pace, for especially for a guy his age. Ah, Whatever, man. So why not? He can milk Tony Khan for all the money he's got. You know, that's a, that's a good gig, man. How does Sting keep falling into these places where he finds a money mark? Dixie Carter. No idea. Tony Khan. That guy's got and then he went to, to the place and didn't do too well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> failed out there. Well, I, I think that was like the, the final jewel in the gauntlet. And Vince was like, yes, we can finally F him over. I mean, I don't know if that was the exact thinking, but it's like, hey, Sting will bring you in, give you a WrestleMania match, and F you. <laughs> like, cool, how much are you paying me? All right, see you later. That's all I would ask. Yeah, right. Uh, I Yeah, at that age, I don't think he really cared about what they were going to do. He's like, you're going to put me in games, you're going to pay me a lot of money, you're going to make some toys, and uh, there you go. You know, whatever. Do you think Derek Jeter was crying when he was... Paid all that money to just be the designated hitter. Yeah, right. It's like I don't think Big Poppy was complaining that the you know the Red Sox weren't putting him out there on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, one half of the APA will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year, as Ron Simmons will be in, inducted uh, as the first inductee into the hallowed halls, according to What Culture. Simmons is right. Well, the first inductee into the Hall of Hall is under the Giants, so they're wrong. Good Lord. Uh, Simmons is recognized as the first African-American world heavyweight champion in professional wrestling. Simmons earned that right after he power slammed Vader to the mat on August 2nd, 1992. And they got it down to the damn date. Well, actually, uh, it was taped on this day. Yeah, right. Wow. Dave is like, well, uh, actually, you know, there was, uh, it was, uh, uh, it was like, uh, you know, like, um, uh, it, you know, it, it actually, <laughs> well, actually, getting into uh, more legends here, uh, specifically African American legends, in this case, fifty percent. Uh, the Rock, who will be making his triumphant return to WWE to begin the final push to WrestleMania twenty-eight and his mega match against John Cena. Uh, will be uh, returning here soon. Essentially, starting on the February 27th episode of Raw, you can expect to see The Rock either in person or via satellite, leading all the way up to uh, April 1st, the date of WrestleMania this year. Kind of funny how John Cena talks so much crap about him being part-timer only on satellite, and here's Cena is now doing this. Yeah, and then he flips around. He's like, oh, I mean, uh, I apologize to The Rock. I, I, I didn't understand. It's like, I get it. It was wrestling promos, whatever. It's like, 
I, from what I heard, The Rock took some of that stuff personally, but then again, I also heard that he took crap with Triple H personally back in the day. It's like... He seems to be, he you know, seems to be running theme with him. Yeah, right. It's like... Go ask Vin Diesel. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Vin Diesel stuff, too. And, you know... Comes on to his billion-dollar movie series and thinks he can make all the decisions, apparently. I don't know how that went. Yeah, right. And then... Uh, well, he's the rock, man. Come on. I mean, he came into the DC universe and thought he was going to be the savior. <laughs> Ironically, they replaced him with John Cena in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Holy God, right? Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then, man. Yeah. Then he comes. <laughs> well, he comes in DC universe and it's like, oh, I'm going to be the savior. And then he leaves. And guess what? John Cena is also still in the DC universe. <laughs> Cleaning up all his messes. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, because, yeah, they're going to redo a whole lot of stuff for the DC Universe. And you notice a couple of things that aren't being replaced are, uh, you know, anything that James Gunn previously did himself. <laughs> like, oh, Peacekeeper and uh, Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah, yeah that's canon. Uh, everything else, you're you're gone. Stupid. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. There's still They still haven't said what they're going to do with Wonder Woman. And it seems like they might be keeping Aquaman. So I, I don't really freaking know. Uh, Cena took with him to the Fast and Furious, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, speaking of getting fired, John Laurinaitis. Johnny Ace is still executive. Don't fire me, boss. I got one of your picks. He's still executive vice president of talent relations and interim general manager of Monday Night Raw on WWE.com. People it power. God. On WWE.com, it was said that the WWE Board of Directors has decided that Laurinaitis should keep his job. Oh, man. Yeah, how'd that work out for him all these years later? Where is he now? Like, I yeah. know he's not WWE. Like, is he doing uh, anything? Or just no, hiding to, from uh, subpoenas? Pretty much. It's like, hey, uh, don't serve me papers. I'll, I'll serve you oil, though. Hey, Judge, you look vascular under that robe. Yeah, something tells me you I use see, a I deep see tissue of a massage. I see you have a paralegal there. I know something about that. And I trust me when I tell you, and I know what I'm talking about. You got a Starcade main event in tan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, keeping on with people who didn't like Johnny Ace, and I know that's a long list, but... On the latest episode of the Art of Wrestling, Colt Cabana's podcast, CM Punk finally confirmed the news that he's getting a three-disc DVD set. Pretty sure it was only a two-disc Blu-ray, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't remember. I have that. Three-disc. It was damn it might good. three-disc on DVD. I'm just realizing DVDs are smaller. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I really liked it. Um, it is funny to like in retrospect, looking back though, that he's making announcements on Colt Cabana's podcast. Yeah. Right. That didn't age well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. It always hurts seeing that stuff. Like I watched some old ring of honor stuff for, um, uh, the apron bump podcast and CM Punk was teaming up with Colt Cabana. And I'm like, ah, man, like that just hurts you down in the, in the heart of the area. Part of the infamacy of the of the original big pipe bomb promo is he said Colt Cabana's name in Ring of Water on the stage, remember? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he did his whole like 
uh, airing of the grievances on Colt Cabana's podcast, which yeah. ended up leading think, to yeah. So you know, that, wasn't that the lighting of the damn uh, wick? Yeah, or the menorah, if you will. Wow, um, <laughs> what? He's right there, man. It was in December. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, well, I mean, it might have been. I don't know the dates. Yeah, he. Lit, if it was uh, December and it was the menorahs being lit, I'm assuming Pokemon ain't working. Well, uh, that's true. But yeah, no, this was. Yeah, it was. It was a start of it all because after all that, then everybody and their mother sued Colt Cabana and CM Punk because it was on CM Punk or uh, on Colt Cabana's podcast, so he was liable for it. I don't know. I don't. I don't that's know what's going that on with Pat McAfee and Brett Favre right now. You see something on a podcast, you're liable for it, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like that's like, like people are like, yeah, we're just two idiots who no one listens to. Wink, wink. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we're the people that listen to us. It's like it, it's our words. We don't have to worry about anybody coming on and saying anything libelous. It's like if something's said, that's that's on us. Nobody else. Yeah, now we got to go on to the injury segment of the podcast. During an eight diva tag team match on Raw. I don't care. Probably lasted a whole minute and a half, by the way. That's how long uh, I would last. <laughs> wow. You ain't going to get it like that. I've been watching this. Well, and uh, <laughs> well, and here's another sexual That was totally not what people thought it probably was. I really meant I'm not going to watch a divas match. They're terrible. Now, the women's matches nowadays oh, are. Uh, divas got to do the. We got to do the divas match, man. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, here's another innuendo: a stiff clothesline from divas champion Beth Phoenix ended up breaking Eve Torres's nose. Ah, uh, you, wasn't Beth injured in like her first match? Like, did he break her jaw or something? That I don't remember, but I, I think familiar. so. Yeah, man. Uh, although nothing has been confirmed by WWE itself, the injury does appear to be legitimate. I'll go. They hurt the hottest one. That's good. <laughs> wow. Ah, speaking of injuries, the Miz has backstage heat for failing to protect our truth on WWE raw. The Miz apparently did not catch our truth during his dive spot in a six man match. God, this was during the era where they had like six and eight men and 10 men matches all the time. Uh, Truth was legitimately helped out as they feared that he had a serious injury. Although he smashed the back of his head on the mats, he ended up being okay. Not only did the Miz's mistake cause Truth harm, but it also took the shine off the rest of the match as plans had to be changed on the fly. And naturally, everyone would be concerned for er, for Truth's well-being. So Miz would be blamed for that, too. So plans changed, huh? Hashtag... Plans changed, or as I like to say, shut the fuck up, Dave. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. But yeah, truth is fine. I think the Miz is doing well for himself. So, yeah, he's doing extremely well for himself. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about his career. Uh, did you see that they're like getting a like a freaking gigantic mansion custom built for them, like with their like they've named it and they got like a big placard on the front with the damn name of it. Like is this still Marmiz? Yeah, Marmiz Manor. And it's That's like, what they call all their houses. 
it's like, good lord, when you've got like build my own mansion and name it kind of money, <laughs> like you're you're doing. Yeah, but fine. the Miz isn't a star or anything, according to people. Yeah, well, he's got uh, he's got star making money. He's got charisma oozing out of him. I still don't like. He's a he's a two time champion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I feel like he he could have had like more reigns, but that's still enough whatever. time to do for more. Oh yeah, I don't think he's you know beat himself up like he doesn't do crazy stuff in the ring so i'm sure he'll go for however damn long he feels like it uh giggity anyway somebody who i think might be completely wrapped up with the wrestling business at least i haven't kept up with anything he's done in years chris hero one half of the kings of wrestling has inked a deal with wwe the story broke courtesy of PW Insider, who added that there were no plans to team Hero up with former partner Claudio Castagnoli, who is currently working for Florida Championship Wrestling under the Antonio Cesaro moniker. Yeah, that never happened. This was his first run as Cashisono. Yeah. Yeah, and then he got fired for apparently not taking Triple H's instructions seriously to get in shape. What's ironic is that when he got hired back, he was bigger than ever. <laughs> so I'm like, what changed? I was like, ah, eff it, whatever. But I don't know. Apparently, didn't he? Didn't they say he kind of helped training a little bit? I would assume. I yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. The next time he came back, so he wasn't. He's just no a wrestler. Yeah, I know he was backstage for a while because um, he wasn't wrestling quite as much. I heard he's a great trainer. I don't obviously I don't know firsthand, but it's just what I heard. Um, and I I haven't heard any. Have you heard about anything he's done in years? No, I'm really surprised he's not with AEW. Yeah, right. I think he's just kind of done. He was like I said, he was kind of stepping out of the ring anyway there for a while in WWE, and then he was uh, he was one of those like massive layoff. Uh, chunks that they did so kind of sucked I, I liked his theme song I don't know was he one of the COVID firings uh, maybe I think he was could be wrong but uh, yeah I'd have to look it up to see if he's doing it if anybody knows if he's doing anything anywhere well, actually, just hit us up because I'm, I'm honestly genuinely genuinely curious and you know where he's from right Greg yeah Dayton Exactly. So, <laughs> boom. Uh, I actually got to see him in person in Ring of Honor. He took on AJ Styles in, yeah, Dayton. It was a pretty damn good match. But meanwhile, this is the last WWE story I got. This one, I was like, random. Uh, according to TMZ, singer-songwriter Chris Christofferson's two, 230-pound, uh, 24-year-old beast of a son has finally begun his career as a WWE superstar. Big country Jody Christofferson was in WWE's private training facility in Florida just weeks after inking a developmental contract with the organization. Jody has been busting his ass for years in the minor league wrestling circuit until he finally received the contract or, or attraction rather from WWE scouts. I thought big country was Roy Nelson in the UFC. Yeah, right. It's like, I don't know if you can uh, trademark that. 
You'd, would you like to see a, a trademark battle between WWE and UFC? See which one had the bigger Johnson. I know which one has the better lawyer. Yeah, right. Well, which which lawyer has the bigger Johnson? Or you know, actually, <laughs> in, I don't care about that going into court. I care which one has the bigger yamaka. Oh man, I didn't say it. You're getting a letter. <laughs> Hey, we've talked about it. Like Jewish, How have you, you bring know, a, sir? My Jewish father bring, lawyer. <laughs> I want my, uh, I want my lawyer to be like unreachable on Saturdays. I want him to only eat kosher food, and in in uh, court when something ba- something goes bad, I want him to say oy vey. I want my lawyer to be named Jerry McDivitt, <laughs> or that, or whoever that. Well, I'm assuming. That he's like the one man super lawyer, whereas I'm I'm assuming Disney has just like an army of lawyers. Right. Like they don't they don't have like a, a ringer. They just have like a whole board of them. Call in the lawyers, and they just like all march in like in unistep. Kill the lawyer from that hook. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not that kind of lawyer. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, this one you might be able to to lend some insight into because you uh, follow a lot of this stuff pretty closely. For the second time in his professional career, we're getting into MMA, by the way. Nick Diaz has been busted for marijuana use by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Only two, huh? Yeah, right. As of 2012, only two. The first was back in 2007 when he uh, when his spectacular submission win over. Takanori Gomi at Pride 33 was changed to a no contest after Diaz turned in a urine sample with THC levels that would make Willie Nelson blush. Uh, Fast fast forward five years and it's the same story, only this time in the UFC. He will face a fine and lengthy suspension. A hearing is actually held in May and a one-year suspension will be handed down starting retroactively on February 4th, 2012. There's actually a discussion at this point about whether or not the UFC should even f- keep Diaz or just fire him. They keep him. Yeah. Uh, so, wait a minute. So he, I realize in the sport, it's his second bust, but this is his first suspension or his first violation, whatever, in the UFC. And they're talking about firing him? Like, What? It's like, I wonder if that was a serious conversation at any point or if that was just people BSing. Yeah, it'd be BS. Why would you fire him? It's a huge draw. Right. That's dumb. <sighs> but anyway. Not as huge draw as his brother nowadays, but. Yeah, right. Uh, this one will make you laugh, and it's our final story. A major game changer for the Japanese wrestling industry took place. The game owners changer? Of, well, the owners of, well, I, <laughs> I didn't even realize Hashtag a double entendre there. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, I didn't realize a double entendre until you hear this next part. The owners of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ukes, the developers of THQ's WWE video games for over a decade, shockingly sold the promotion for just over $6.5 million to Bushi Road Group Publishing, which is a successful gar- uh, card game company based in Tokyo. Uh, of course. But the sale was likely caused by THQ's uncertain future. THQ was recently delisted on the NASDAQ stock exchange after their shares 
their share prices crashed below a dollar in December with no signs of a resurgence. There's a very good chance that THQ could go bankrupt, which would put Ukes' future into question, too. Meanwhile, the chairman of Bushiroad, Takaki Kidani, uh, spoke... No idea. Don't even ask him. Yeah, I know. This this part will make you laugh. He spoke uh, of his ambitions for New Japan to eventually overtake WWE as the number one wrestling company in the world. (laughs) A ridiculous goal. People still think that, don't they? They can do that. Probably. But she's the same idiot something the XFL could be the NFL. <laughs> of course. The X stands for extreme. Uh, but uh, it's a ridiculous goal given that New Japan Pro Wrestling only grossed $14.4 million last year, roughly 3% of what WWE earned. Holy crap. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, we're going to overtake them. I would like to retract my words. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, it's like instant regret right there, man. And it is uh, uh, 11 years later. And uh, yeah, they're uh, they're not like going out of business. right? They're still doing good business, but they're they're a solid number three in the world. (sighs) God, I like how a new company since this has cropped up and overtaken them. And they need, and they use them on their show. Right. Whatever. But anyway, that wraps that up. Time to get into the event at hand. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're going to take our next break here. When we come back, it's Against All Odds 2012. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's TNA against all odds. 2012. I feel like I guess all odds is a metaphor for this entire company. Yeah, that's what I've been saying, man. It's like against all odds, somehow you are not like <laughs> Gonzo, like, and you are still going, not just yep. going, but like, you know, I'm not gonna say thriving, but clearly they're making money. Otherwise, they wouldn't be going still this long. Well, I mean, look at their shows. They're clearly on like a shoestring budget, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Money's money. People are showing up. People are buying stuff. Yeah, all that matters. Yeah, they're finally selling tickets. How about that? You know, they're not just like, ah, you know, come on into the soundstage. It's still a soundstage. They're just now selling tickets for it. Are they still in Orlando? I know they were moving around to various places. Uh, no, I think they're in Nashville. Don't quote me on this, oh, but okay. I think they might be in the old asylum. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. They do go uh, on the road, though, too, like a lot more. Yeah, I see they crop up on the road every now and then. Uh, I didn't know how often they actually did it, though. But anyway, this took place at the aforementioned Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the attendance was 1,100. Dude, check this out, man. 7,000 buys on this pay-per-view. I don't remember if I bought this one or not. Oh, God. That's just, that's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. You you couldn't even break ten thousand. Yikes! Uh, back in the, like a, a few years before this, they were at least getting between twenty five to thirty thousand buys. I think Either Bischoff way. said that it equated to about what one seventh of their audience. Yeah, that's so pathetic. one seventh of their audience was like, "Hey, I got to pay for what they're gonna give me on pay per view." It's pretty bad. Yep. Well, after watching the show, they weren't missing yeah, right. anything. <laughs> As Jeff Hardy walks into the building, an interviewer stops him to ask him about his health and tonight's match. He refuses to answer questions and walks into the building. I like how they make the the guy coming up to Jeff Hardy just seem like a random mark with a cell phone. <laughs> but tonight's what commentary. Was uh, I don't know. It was just some dude. You never get to see him. He just walks up. He's like, hey, hey, Jeff. <laughs> like, okay. So it was John Laurinaitis? <laughs> hey, Jeff. Mind if I oil your pecs for you? I heard you. You hurt your. I heard back. you like cannabis oil. That's what I got. <laughs> Mother of God, Scott, I got you some CBD oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, crap. you made it worse. CBD power. Uh, but tonight's commentary team is Mike Tanay and Jeremy Borash. Taz apparently had a loss in his family and is back at home. That's uh, yeah. But this first match, speaking of sucks, uh, for a different reason, is Zima Ion versus Jesse Sorensen. It was a number one contender. I think we made mention of this match in passing uh, a couple shows ago. We brought up this match happened. Yeah, we'll have to to hit you with it. 
here with the it, it sucks. We'll we'll talk about it. Right. Isn't Zima Ion or whatever his name is now on uh, on Raw? Yeah, he's walking wild on SmackDown. It's part of the Lucia ah. suits. <laughs> as Jim nice. Cornette calls him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um but yeah, this Yeah, yeah he's in the Mexican group, even though he's Filipino. Angelina oh, dang Vegas as uh, Puerto Rican, so yeah, they're a yeah. Mexican group, though. <laughs> God dang it, pal! They're brown. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Jesse Sorensen seemed like he had a great future until this happened, and it just it sucks, man. Because uh, they were kind of pushing him for a while, but getting into it, this was the number one contenders match of the X title. Uh, it went about four minutes. A couple of minutes into this match, Jesse gets tossed outside, and Zima hits a moonsault from the second rope on a standing Sorensen. Uh, Zima's legs basically came tomahawking down on top of Jesse's head, and Jesse hits the mat, doesn't really move much after that. Referee checks on him and puts up the, the big X of doom, indicating there's an injury, and the match is called off. Uh... I mean, the X of Doom in the X Division. Yeah, right. I feel bad giving it a rating. I mean, I only get, I, I realized it wasn't a full match. I give it a star and a half. Uh, Dave didn't even rate it because of the injury. Uh, did you bother rating it? No. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like when it doesn't even have a flat out finish. It's not really a match to me. Right. It freaking sucks. I this this really sucks. And this would be a an issue for a while. Uh, he hit, wasn't he pretty much almost paralyzed for a while? I think he comes back. Does he actually wrestle again? I don't remember that. I, I feel like I remember him coming back. I know he came back. Like it's in my mind that he came back. Mm-hmm. He might have. Um, but yeah, he he really got he really got hurt here. It, it sucked to see. Uh, I was. On something I I you was... see like every single show. Right. And no matter the company, whatever, everybody does this move. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out here what exactly. It was later reported that he suffered a C1 vertebrae fracture with spinal cord edema or edema. Uh, Sorensen's doctors eliminated that he could need up to one year to fully recover from the injury or estimated rather uh Sorensen made an appearance on july 8th at destination x addressing his neck neck injury and saying that he hoped zima ion would win the vacant exhibition championship yeah so uh soren yeah i i'm trying to see if he ever popped up again he was on the tna youtube show the list Hosted by Robbie E. and SoCal Val, Mother of God. Uh, yeah, he and he was fired in 2013. So there you go. Sucks, man. But I, I guess he, he was in NXT for a little while. Quite a while, yeah. Yeah. No, they only just came to SmackDown like months ago, I think. Yeah, so Sorensen made yet another appearance on March 16th. This is 2016. 
uh, losing to Tommaso Ciampa. So he was basically an NXT jobber for a little while. Eh, yeah, whatever. and they put him with Raul Mendez, and they became um, Legado del Fantasma. No, Sorensen. Oh. Yeah, yeah I knew he, he came back. Yeah, I didn't know he, he came to NXT, though. Yeah, he was in NXT from July 2016, or excuse me, 2015, to March. It looks like his last match might have been around yeah, March they, of 2016. Yeah, really good at Chase U now that I think about it. Yeah, right. He wore that stupid uh, bomber jacket, right? Yep. And he fit yeah, he, right in. I know, you'd think so. But you can give an Andre Chase University size ass whooping. Uh, well, commentary takes up a lot of time talking about what we just saw as EMTs worked to get Jesse Sorensen out of there. We now go backstage with the all the way live Christy Hemi standing by with TNA champion Bobby Roode. She tees him up. He's also uh, all the way live. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, she tees him up talking about the main event match and Bobby talks about say how that he's, he's Canadian. Bastard. And, uh, Rude talks about how he is the most dominant world champion in TNA history. He says his opponents have all the clear. Right. Uh, he says his opponents have all had multiple opportunities and blew them all. And tonight, he when he wins again, Sting will be forced to see how dominant Rude really is. Now, Robbie E and Robbie T come out, and Robbie E says he's the greatest TNA <laughs> TNA TV champion. So stupid. <laughs> Oh, God, I know. Robbie T. Big, oh, muscular Rob- man that this man was probably jerking hard to. <laughs> Touching his doing penis. this. Yep. Well, <laughs> Robbie E. says he's the greatest TNA, TNA TV champion of all time. Not hard okay. to do since that belt Not is like Not to be repetitive, old. but man, there's a list to clear. Yeah, right. Robbie E. says he's opening up the Robbie E. Invitational for anyone who wants to challenge him. But no matter what, they're not on the list, bro. Shannon Moore then answers a challenge and actually gets a decent pop. Why? No clue. Look, Shannon didn't suck, but seriously, was anybody like, oh my god, it's Shannon Moore. Especially in 2012. (sighs) Whatever. <clears throat> Either way, this is Robbie E with Robbie T in his corner defending the TNA TV title against Shannon Moore. This goes about nine and a half minutes. Uh, Shannon ends up ta- getting Robbie E in an O'Connor roll, getting kicked off into the ropes, and Robbie T socks him in the face. Uh, Robbie E then hits a spinning implant DDT on Shannon Moore for the win. Uncle Dave gave this a star and a half. I gave it. Mm, two, two and a half. I thought it was average-ish. What say you? I gave it two. It was fun-ish. Like I said. It, you can't uh, have these throw-on matches on the pay-per-view. I hate that. I get that it's an open challenge or whatever. You say that crap for TV. Right. And the TV title. Like it's, it's had like seven names in the span of its history. I know. What was Wasn't it the, the Legends the le- title? The global title. Yeah, the global, yeah. Yeah. And then. Okay, maybe seven was a little bit much, but. It's had at least three, maybe four. I think I'm missing one somewhere in there. But Look, and this is not a knock on the guy because I love him. He's one of my absolute favorites. But Kevin Nash held that title. <laughs> yep. I think he was a first champion, wasn't he? First uh, or second. 
I know Booker T held it. I know, yeah. I know Booker T held it. I think Eric Young held it. It was a different name. Yeah, that was the global title when he held it. He said he would only defend against non-Americans. Yeah. That was great. It was stupid because the company was dominated by nothing but Americans. So short the list of people you wrestle. It made no sense. I get the I gimmick, mean, at least, but it was stupid. It's like having a title in New Japan saying, I'm only going to defend against Japanese wrestlers. <laughs> so everybody. <laughs> yep. I guess oh, it's not exact same but okay but you know what i mean <laughs> well hey their first u.s champion was a canadian <laughs> <laughs> and the finals oh, of their u.s title tournament came down between a canadian and a japanese guy oh. so that made sense i guess it's just a name title it's not, it doesn't represent anything yeah i represent uh, the united states of america here from canada well then damn it right now we're represented by Awesome theory. We're good. <laughs> right. Set. Him and his selfies and his no, giant teeth. Now, oh, about time. <sighs> oh well, he, Tyler Breeze got got pissed at him. He was stealing his gimmick, man. It's Tyler. <laughs> but up next, we have another. Tyler like we're match. the only ones here in that pool in Brooklyn, remember? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't think everybody was like, "Why? Why did it's like?" I, I have a Mattel figure of him with this. He's really good. Selfie stick and everything. Hell yeah, he is. Like people look at the, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the gimmick. I'm not going to say androgynous, but like, you know, the, the way, like him, yeah, well, deadly. Metrosexual. Like, yeah, they take one look at him. Whoa, 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 what are they going to do? They're really freaking good. You might want to shut your mouth. Hell yeah, they were. Like when people talk crap about pretty deadly, I laugh so hard. You're like, well, you have not seen them wrestle yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't like. If you can, if you're a good wrestler and you can entertain me, I'll cheer you. That's all. I, that's all I know. But up next is another title match. It's for the TNA Knockouts Women's Title. It's a mouthful. As opposed it, to the TNA Knockouts Men's Title. <laughs> exactly. It's Gail Kim with Madison Rain in her corner, defending against Tara in six minutes forty-eight seconds. Tara, for nobody that remembers, is well. Actually, I think she's back now, isn't she? In Impact. I don't know. I haven't watched Impact in forever. Okay, I'm pretty sure she's back. I saw she took on, I think, one of the Death Dolls or whatever. But the Death Dolls? Yeah, that's that Jessica um, Taya Valkyrie. It? Yeah, uh, and then Taya Valkyrie and uh, Rosemary. They're the Death Dolls. Okay, one of those things is not like the others. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> not getting into that, but oh, we get a. This goes about six minutes forty eight seconds. We get the. I didn't know we had an option to get into that. All right, keep going, well, keep going. We get the Vince Russo special of tag team champions who hate each other with Gail Kim and Madison <laughs> Rain. I love that this podcast opened my opened my eyes to that because I never realized that was a Russoism. Yep. <laughs> Constantly, man. Like, why? What is like? What is with you? That but, teams hate each other. All women have to show their goods. Exactly. It's got to be swearing on TV. <laughs> but in the end, Gail hits a shinbreaker on Tara's bad knee. Right after Tara hit a moonsault that ended up hurting her, Gail hits eat defeat and retains the title. 
Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. I gave it an even two. It was fine. What say you? Oh, yeah, it was. I gave it two. Good Lord. Double innuendo. It had AEW women's coach Madison Rain involved in it. Oh, hell yeah. The greatest female trainer on the planet. I can't even get through it. (laughs) And that was set with a straight face. (laughs) When you yourself suck, how are you going to train others to not suck? That's what I want to know. Well, you've seen the damage he's done. Yeah, unfortunately. We now go backstage with Christy Hemi and James Storm, who's wearing a shirt that I own. She mentions that this is James' first world title match since November. James says tonight is going to be a party when he wins, and this match is all about revenge. Well, you'll know if he wins or loses by his entrance. (laughs) Yeah, because apparently he's all boo-boo-faced if he's... Uh, dude, I still cannot tell the difference. I, I have not me. really gone back and looked, but when Bischoff said that, I just laughed so hard. And I'm yeah, a huge right. James Storm fan, mind you. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, really? Um, yeah, one last thing about the AEW women's thing. It's like, you couldn't get... Um, who, who's that one Del Rey from... Uh, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah, Sarah Del Rey. You couldn't get no, her. No, she's she's NXT's girl. She's unemployed, isn't she? I thought they've uh, let her go. I believe she's with NXT. Oh, I thought they released her forever ago. Well, then I retract well, to your my point. Boom! Look at that. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> they they couldn't release because uh, it's like if they did release Lon, or, uh, Sarah Del Rey, I don't think they, they ever would. She's yeah, made the like, women's division gold. Yeah. Well, it's like so. The next best thing is Madison Rain. Like, mother of God. Sign Gail Kim or something, man. No, <sighs> she's uh she's Impact's girl. Still to this day. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but Tony can't flash enough money in front of her face to get her to come train. Like, come on. You have Saray, you can't help have her do it. Uh or <laughs> that that one too. <sighs> but up next, it is another title match. It is for the TNA World Tag <laughs> Titles. Yeah. This, oh man! This is the slap together teams match of Matt that's Morgan that's and Chris. Continue crapping on it, but man, this sounds like dynamite. Every match has a title on the line. God, yeah, right. But yeah, it's the slap together team of Matt Morgan and Crimson versus the slap together team of Samoa Joe and Magnus. I that like goes about ten teams. minutes. I do, but it just and by the way, Crimson and Matt Morgan had a badass theme. Do, I yeah. loved it. And badass individual themes. But. When you talk about <clears throat> wrestling-wise, Samoa Joe and Magnus? Yeah, right. But it's like, really? The Samoan guy with the British dude? Like, eh, their styles weren't even similar. I mean, it worked, but it's just, like, so random. But staying with that, after tons of partner miscommunication from both teams, Crimson accidentally spears Matt Morgan... Joe and Magnus and clothesline Crimson out of the ring and hit their snapmare flying elbow combo finish on Morgan for the win. Uncle Dave gives it a star and three quarters. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was average. Let's say you. I gave it two. It was, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it could have been a lot better. We could say that about a lot of things on this card, to be honest with you, but I only uh, say it when I know for a fact it could have been better. Right. Well, there's something coming up, but we'll get to that. Uh, 
Clemson gets I'll frustrated. Only look. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, okay. Right. Uh, Clemson <laughs> gets frustrated. He leaves his partner in the ring. This isn't going anywhere. So we now go backstage with Christy Hemi standing by with Bully Ray, who unfortunately did not have his fire-breathing Twitter machine on him. You don't know that. Give me in his pocket. Uh, that's true. Is that a fire-breathing Twitter machine in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? You're probably happy to see him. Have you seen what he's pulled? He's, he clearly has something. <sighs> yeah. I, well, he definitely has a stupid haircut. But besides that, how are you going to main event with that kind of haircut? How can I take you seriously? Come on. Not only that, all the scars within the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Bully claims that he blew Christy off at 2 a.m., and then starts talking about how she'll never look as good at, or she'll never look good, and she sleeps around before telling her to go away. She'll never look good. Yeah. Except for in this very instance, right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my thing is like, man, things that would never fly today. Like, it's not super high on this show in particular, but there are still some things in 2012 that it's like. Whew, 11 years ago. <laughs> but uh, Bully claims that he's he has everyone's number in this match, and he will be the world champion by the end of the night. Uh, should, I, should I hit it? Yeah. <laughs> Had to get one in. Uh, but up next is Austin Aries defending the X Division title against Alex Shelley in 15 minutes, 7 seconds. That's the greatest man that ever lived versus the baby bear. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> I forgot about that nickname. Thanks for reminding me, you jerk. Yeah. Why do you? <laughs> Dude, I remember when he popped Some up. Some jerk on baby. Twitter reminded me of uh, Austin Theory being with the Messiah Seth. So, you know. That kind of pissed me off. So now we, now we're even with, yeah, with what? Oh. Seth was the Messiah. Oh, uh, okay. I remember now. Yeah, that's right. I thought he was an odd pairing in that group. I was like, eh, but I don't know. Uh, wasn't Murphy was in there too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought he fit in the group kind of. I was like, yeah, you look like a lackey. <laughs> Seems to be a theme in his career, huh? Yeah, right. He's the other guy. Well, except in Blake and Murphy, then he was was <laughs> like, you, you don't get much lower than Blake, I guess. But, you know, whatever. Too soon? No? I, I don't know. I didn't even know it was uh, I, too soon implies that, you know, you shouldn't ever say it until a certain point. You yeah. say it whenever the hell you want. I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I, but I offended the Blake fan. <laughs> I yeah, think it's he, uh, Jackson Riker, right? <laughs> No, it was fan. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the the one guy who likes him is the guy who's also not employed right now. (laughs) But anyway, Austin Aries hit a flying drop kick in the corner, followed by a brain buster. But Alex Shelley kicked out later on. Aries hit another brain buster, followed by the last chancery for the submission win. Uncle Dave gave this three and a half stars, as did I. What say you? I gave it three. This might have been the best match of the night. Yeah, I think it definitely was. Uh, it didn't have much competition, though. Not that this was a bad match, but it just like, eh. Considering what comes up next, it's weird to say that. But 
I don't know, man. It's uh, things just I felt like didn't click tonight. But I don't know. Speaking of which, uh, up next, uh, we go backstage with Christy Hemi standing by with Jeff Hardy and Jeff asks Harvey. him and asks him how his back is. Uh, that's a loaded He's been question. Carrying the whole company. <laughs> no, that'd be Sting. Uh, but Jeff, but Jeff says that his his neck and back have seen better days. But tonight he sees gold, and he's going for the world title. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was going to ask uh, with that last match. By the way, speaking of Alex Shelley, was this during one of uh, uh, Chris Sabin's like years off? I I forget. Uh, it might have been one of his injuries. Yeah, might have been out with the torn ACL, the first one. Yeah, it I is so sad that we could say the first one. Yeah, this might have been the second one because I think he comes back like shortly hereafter and wins the world title. Maybe I don't. I don't remember. Because I know he beats, pretty sure he beats Bully Ray for the world title, doesn't he? Yeah. And with a ball I, was re- I listened to his podcast sometimes, and I caught an episode where he was talking about that. It's pretty sad. They said he really? was he was made the world champion because no one with uh, TNA and Viacom wouldn't pay for his surgery. What the hell? Bully said, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's the gospel. I'm just saying That's, he said. That sucks, man. That's it. Well, that kind of tracks with them because uh, you remember all the stuff with um, uh, Daphne, where she said, "Yeah, like, they put her in some pretty effed up spots. She got really badly injured, and then nobody paid for it, so she was like stiffed with a huge medical bill." And ah, man, that blows. But anyway, uh, I don't understand next. how like wrestling companies and UFC and stuff don't have. Uh, what do you call it? A universal health care for their people. Yeah, right. Well, that's why some of them, like uh, Jesse Ventura was talking about, uh, he did a couple of movies and joined, um, what the hell is their union? You know what I'm talking about? Stream, yeah. Is it? The Guild? Yeah. Um, can't remember what the hell it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Screen Actors Guild, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, SAG. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, he joined he joined that just so we could have freaking health care. Like that's that's pretty sad, man. So I guess that means uh the Miz would be eligible for that. Although I didn't know this was a thing according to uh the Miz friend. never gets hurt. Yeah, right. But according to like um to friends, uh, which I mean, I don't know if this is the gossip, you know, the gospel TV truth show? here, but Yes, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if that's uh, this is a gospel truth from them. But you remember when Joey lost his his uh, yeah. health insurance because he didn't work enough, and he had a big thing sticking out of his stomach right here. <laughs> uh, I I would assume that's 15s. true. <laughs> right. I would assume that's true. You get a fifteen pound dumbbells. You got a problem. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, bro, come on now. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would assume that's, uh, that's true considering, you know, they're contractors, I guess. That was a sad and, episode because he couldn't even go catch on fire or get hit by a bus, remember? That made you depressed right. for the poor guy. Sorry, wow. dude. It's not a good time to ever have to stop catching on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, up next, we get probably my biggest disappointment of the night, and I'll explain why. But it's Frankie Kazarian with Christopher Daniels in his corner. Tell me that. <laughs> taking on AJ Styles 
This goes just shy of 19 minutes. So Frankie How wrestles. Did this match not be good, you ask? <sighs> yeah, well, <laughs> Frankie wrestles in a uh, Fallen Angel t-shirt just so that AJ can rip it off mid-match. <laughs> but AJ acts like he's going for the phenomenal forearm at one point, but actually hits a springboard moonsault onto Christopher Daniels on the outside of the ring. AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm again, but is caught off the ropes by Kazarian, who drops him with a fade to black for a Kazarian victory. We call him the dead eye now. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is the same move. Uh, so I feel like this was not as good as it could have been. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarters of a star. I gave it three. What say you? I gave it two. I didn't, I'm getting a little bored by it. Considering I've seen classics from these two in the past. Yeah. Both of them are awesome individually and with each other. I don't know, man. It, um, I, I don't know. It just didn't click. I don't know why. Uh, even the guy outside of the ring is awesome. So, sorry. I don't know. They were just having an off night. I, I think it was just the, the event itself sucked all the energy out of everybody. That's my theory anyway. But up the next. The company. <laughs> all of the above, yeah. Uh, backstage, Christy Hemi is standing by with Eric Bischoff and Gunner, the aforementioned Jackson Riker, by the way. Uh, Christy asks what Eric thinks about Hulk Hogan being in, Gar- in uh, Garrett Bischoff's corner tonight. Taking a fatherly role, Eric says that it pisses him off. But at least Hulk understands how dangerous it is for Garrett to get in the ring with Gunner. Eric says that he's giving Hulk Hogan a towel to throw in for Garrett tonight. Gunner says that the towel will be used to wipe up what's left of Garrett. So. Yeah, that's are, the sun, folks. Right. Uh, right before the main event, we are subjected to this. It is Gunner. <laughs> With Eric Bischoff in his corner, taking on Garrett Bischoff with Hulk Hogan in his corner. And this goes about 12 minutes. This was so you bad. Right. Yeah. Why uh, was this on pay-per-view? This could have been on Impact. I'm sure it was at some point, too. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. I mean, all the... Just yikes. Uh, but Eric Bischoff gets in yikes. some cheap shots on Garrett. <laughs> and finally, Hogan takes Eric out with a punch. In the end... Gunner repeatedly attacks Garrett's neck with a, with neck breakers and elbows because I want to remind everybody Gunner uh, had injured him before with a pile driver on the outside of the ring. So Garrett starts to fight back and he tells Hulk not to throw in the towel. Gunner finally ends up hitting a DDT and getting the win. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it sucked. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a half a star and I gave it a star and a half. Let's say you. I gave it a whole star right in the middle. Yeah. Not good. Bad. I'm watching this like, this is pay-per-view, right? And switch over to an episode of Impact. Not that everything else on this card was pay-per-view worthy, but this just stood out like a sore thumb. This is the problem I had with TNA, is most of their pay-per-views, unless it was like Slammiversary or Bound for Glory, or even Lockdown sometimes, like, most of their pay-per-views just felt like a long episode of Impact. I, I don't I know why. I've never in my life had a problem with TNA. Oh, the wrestling company. Never mind. Good Lord. 
this, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just like, why? Why, why is this? A f- for one, it's always on a damn same sound stage. It's on a sound stage for one. It's always the same sound stage. They don't dress it up or nothing. Hell, you yeah. only know what event it is because they put it on the apron or like on the graphics on TV. Maybe a little banner above the entranceway or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like they did somewhat of a special because it looked like they did kind of a special stage for this one, but still, uh, it. I don't know. It's this whole show didn't click, man. And they didn't click. Yeah, I know. But backstage, Christy Hemi is standing by with Sting. She asks Sting why he chose to be tonight's special enforcer. You know, taking the role of Arn Anderson. Uh, Sting <laughs> Sting says that he wants to make sure that everything is on the up and up, and everyone follows the rules in competing for the world title. Yeah, about that. And then we're going to get our main event. But first, we're going to take our second to last break. When we come back, it's main event time right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Main event time. It's Bobby Roode defending the world, Heavy- defending the TNA World Heavyweight Title 
against Bully Ray, James Storm, and Jeff Hardy in a fatal four-way match with special guest enforcer Sting. This goes about 15 minutes. So, wait a second here. This is TNA main. Oh, good. Roll Tide. I like I like what you said about Rhea Ripley. You're like, how riptide is she? <laughs> That's a new one. I mean, it fits. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this is a TNA main event, so, you know, strap yourself in. We're going to go on a journey here, folks. Did you just say strap yourself in for TNA? Oh, F, yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right, just making sure. Uh, the referee gets bumped, and Bully Ray hits the bully bomb on Jeff Hardy. At this point, uh, I already have a note. I'm like, why do we need a ref if we have Sting? <laughs> uh, well, keep, keep... It never makes any sense to me. Well, uh, hold on to that one for you. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, in the moment, though, I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Not big picture, but... But Bully hits the bully bomb on Jeff Hardy, but no one's there to count the pin. Uh, one more thing real quick, sorry. It's called a special enforcer, right? Yeah. So when you when you hear special referee, it usually means it's like a wrestler or something, right? Someone that's not an actual ref, right? Yeah, usually. Okay, so why do we have a special enforcer? We don't have an actual enforcer to make special. Yeah, I I know. I don't, I don't mean that. to be throwing logic at your face. I'm well, sorry, he's special but. and an enforcer, so it's a so it's it's double special. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> God, this applies to all wrestling, not just this event, by the way. Special enforcer as opposed to the actual enforcer they usually have. Sorry, right. it just just bothered me. <laughs> but keep this in mind. Nobody's there to count the pin because the ref got bumped. All right, think <laughs> about that. Remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bully gets distracted. I should have I, I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> but Bully gets distracted by yelling at Sting. So why is he yelling at Sting? I don't know. But he, like he's blaming him. So Jeff hits the twist of fate on Bully. Still, the referee's down, so no pin. So Bobby Roode now hits a spear on Hardy, reminding us that this was during his experimenting with different finishers phase. Because remember, he did the DVD, the 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 uh, DDT, the the spear. I think he, he did, did a power bomb. Flex that point, one point two. Uh, that's right. There is yep. The the payoff. <laughs> so yeah, he could never stick to a freaking finisher and. I remember he had like two or three different moves he called the rude bomb. Like, dude, what is it? Well, he had moves that Mike Snay called the rude bomb. Yeah. Uh, so, well, he's the professor, though, so he should know. I don't know. Never blame. I don't Mike know if Snake you're joking, but you're smart on with that. Right. James Storm then hits Bobby Rude after that with closing time and then a last call, which just reminded me, like, that's. Shouldn't the last call come before closing time? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You'd think. All right, cool. So uh, you're on the logic train on this episode, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but when the ref gets up, he counts to two, and then Bully yanks the ref out of the ring. And now James Storm jumps out on Bully again, and or he tries to jump out on Bully, and Bully moves, and he gets the referee. So the ref's bumped again. This leads to more shenanigans. And Rude, you follow me so far? I watched when, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you're talking when, to the listeners. Well, them too. Unfortunately, when, I watched this. When, when Rude goes to hit Hardy with the world title, Sting takes it from him, and they argue. 
They then run back the uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker spot. Bobby spits in Sting's face. Sting swings the title belt. Root ducks. And Sting blasts Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and then, this is what's going to cost Darby Allen his title, too. I can already see it. Well, Bobby oh, then... Pin- As a recording, he's a lot of the champions, right? Thank God. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Bobby then pins Hardy, and Sting reluctantly counts to three. This leads me to ask, if Sting had the power to count the pin all along, <laughs> why didn't... Why did he not count the pin earlier in the damn match? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I didn't even think about that watching him. Then when I heard you say that, it just popped in my head. I'm like, yeah, all of a sudden now he can count. Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? This was stupid. This would have been, I feel like this would have been a good ending. But they ruined the logic early on in the uh, match. You're saying this was stupid is the most redundant thing you could possibly say. Yeah. Well, Uncle Dave absolutely hated this. He gave it a star and three quarters. I, I might bump it to two and a half, but I thought the match was okay. I gave it three-ish. Two and a half, I, three. I gave it two. It was a fun watch. Even yeah. taking out the idiot, idiocy of the logic here, um, or lack of logic, it was still fun to watch. Yeah, it uh, it was okay. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I get it. At the time, it's your four biggest stars, and Shoehorn right. them all into one match. Yeah. Off of Jim Cornette. Lazy bookings. Yeah. This um this was something, man. But after the show, Bobby Roode celebrates. Uh or excuse me, after Bobby. the match. <laughs> Bobby Roode celebrates as he leaves and Sting checks on Jeff Hardy. The show wasn't offensively bad, but it was aggressively mediocre. <laughs> That's the best thing I can come up with. Mediocre sounds more than sounds worse than offensively bad. I don't know why. <laughs> I know it's not. It just sounds worse. Yeah, it's just like why? It's like it's that that meme from Office Space. Uh, what exactly do you do here? It's like for me with this show. It's like why exactly is this show here? Why did it exist? Because you needed to have twelve pay per view. You need to have a pay per view. Yeah, that nobody's buying. Wasn't it by 2013 they said, screw that, and they just dropped it to four? I think so. And now their pay-per-views are kind of like WWE's, where they just are only on their uh, streaming service. Oh, really? I did not know that. Not all of them. Some of them are actually on traditional pay-per-view, but huh. like, quite a few of them are only on there. Yeah. I did not know that. But then again, I haven't watched a, a, uh, an Impact pay-per-view. And... Oh, God. I watched Bound for Glory I last was... year and Slammiversary. Uh, yeah, I don't even think I watched that. I just uh, wasn't it Bound for Glory where uh, Tessa Blanchard beat Sammy Callahan to be the world champion? I don't remember what the event was personally. I, I'm, I'm actually kicking the sure. tires on Bound for Glory this year. It's in Chicago. Yeah, major marks are going. They wanted me to go with them, so I might. Yeah, hey, have yourself some fun. Go see an Impact show, and uh, well, well nothing you to take seriously. <laughs> Good lord. You can look at it like you're going to a comedy show. Come on now. Well, I'll look like at it like going to uh, hang out with some friends that I've never right. met. Dude, you're literally going to watch an indie show that happens to be on TV. I'm doing that a couple of weeks in the, in the Chase Center, too. <sighs> Please tell me you're not referring to AEW. 
Yes, I am. Mother of God. <sighs> well, uh, we're actually, it's an expensive indie show. Yeah. Well, I'm going <laughs> to hit our final break here. On the other end of this, we're going to tell you final ratings and what's coming up in the following weeks on the podcast right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Final time today. This show was so meaningless. Internet Movie Database doesn't even have a rating for it. <laughs> so cagematch.net did they gave it a 7.15 out of 10 i gave it a 7 out of 10 probably c minus like like i said it wasn't horrible it was just so aggressively average what say you b plus it passed (laughs) why is that a thing (laughs) why has that been a thing on like the last what five podcasts we've done (laughs) give or take yeah, well, I think I've already threw you under the bus enough, but I did pick this one. Look, I'm going to say this. I have been picking these shows at random, mostly. Uh, I've been basically throwing shows into a hat, pretty much. So, there you go. Coming up... You can spin it all you say. want. It's still on your head. It is, but look, there are only so many good shows go around. <laughs> I'm going to put it that You're way. You're the one that keeps picking TNA shows. Hey, we got to get in as much TNA as possible, okay? I'm all for and, that. And Impact Wrestling. Anyway, uh, it's much more of the same coming up, by the way. Not to not to spoil anything, but, you know, next week, we are officially getting into March. We have wrapped up February. Next week, we're coming at you with 
you want to talk about aggressively mediocre, that is that should have been the tagline for this show. It's WrestleMania Nine. It's actually not that bad. Not, not when I watched it back. I I still haven't watched it's it. It's not back as yet. bad as I thought it was. It's, it's one of the yeah, mutual friends were watching it, and uh, like, well, I don't get why this gets so much hate. It's not the worst piece of crap ever. It just had a lot of goofy stuff on it. With um, like there wasn't. I feel like there wasn't a lot of stuff on the show that was like big marquee headline matches. Uh, yeah, they were kind of. Yeah, they were kind of getting it was into. All, I feel like this wrestling was all about the setting. Yeah, and this was it was um, they were kind of transitioning because they were getting out of that era where they literally built the entire card on one single match. And I think they were trying to transition into getting more marquee matches on the card, but they weren't quite there yet. Uh, but Jim, this was Jim Ross's first night with the company. Not a bad way to start at a WrestleMania. Uh, we got Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. So there's that. I want to say we reviewed another show where they faced off. If or, we did SummerSlam 93, we did, yeah, that was it. That was the only one I can remember. Okay, maybe... No, nah, I think we did a watch-along at one point, but it might have been the last... I don't remember. But Speaking of watch-alongs, way, there was a watch-along we were supposed to do this year that I feel like you forgot about. I did. I, is, I don't know it, what you're talking it about. It is in March. Uh, what is it? Because yeah, I forget. The infamous uh, was it Fish Market Brawl. Oh, mother of God. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. On YouTube. Um, yeah, we'll have to watch. Uh, and I you like, like to watch. watch. Yeah, uh, now a t-shirt over in our bonfire store. Go check that out. Uh, but that's coming up next week. Uh, March 1st, WrestleMania 9. And then phew, it gets lower than that, man. Because March 8th, we bring you Uncensored How 1995. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah, censored. Good lord. This was a piece of crap. Yeah. This is WrestleMania 9. looked like WrestleMania 19. Which is also coming up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got uh, those two shows. We're making it up to you. Because after Uncensored 95, we're bringing you WWE WrestleMania 19. This was a damn good show from Seattle. Uh, a baseball field, actually. I, I want to say this is the only WrestleMania that ever took place at a baseball field, isn't it? Technically, WrestleMania 3 did, because I believe the Tigers and the Lions shared that. Oh, really? Okay. At the time, they did, yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's uh, that's coming up March 15th. March 22nd, I have not watched this yet, but it's a year after what we just reviewed. It's lo- TNA Lockdown 2013. Fortunately, I'm all caught up. Or gotcha. If, uh, so you've you've seen that already. Uh, what do you think? It was it was okay. All right. Well, there, at least it didn't completely suck. So there's that. Well, that's the according, stuff on it. Well, according to you, what did suck was the bonus show that week. It's WCW New Japan Pro Wrestling's Japan Super Show. I want to say this. I wouldn't say 90- it sucked, but I wasn't into it. Hmm. Yeah, New Japan I, I just, is not my cup of tea. I know people get mad at me for that. Oh, there you! Do you know what you're missing? It looks I, it's fun. Not my thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it looks fun. Ric Flair takes on Tatsumi Fujinami. I really wanted to see that. Uh, I don't. I didn't look at the card ahead of time. I'm sure the Steiners are on the show, aren't they? I believe so. 
Yeah, because they usually go to the Japan. Yeah, they usually go to Japan, so I would assume they're they're, they're yeah. You know where they Japan. went to school, right? Uh, Oklahoma U. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's coming up the March bonus show, and then at March 29th, wrapping up the month. This was a. I mean, it wasn't one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, but I thought it was a damn good show with a shock ending that left you and I kind of deflated. <laughs> it was uh, WrestleMania 34. We were there live. The vacation was fun. It's my one and only WrestleMania that I've ever been to live, and I had the I had a blast. Uh, we went to TakeOver the night before. And Approaching WrestleMania 7, I believe? Oh, wow. Well, how about that? Yeah, you're going to be in uh, old Hollywood. And, uh, as of the, let's see, WrestleMania 39, right? That's Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so as of the posting of this, we, st- we still got some time, but that's, you know, we got a few days. The last, that WrestleMania 34 is dropping just a few days before the actual WrestleMania. So, be fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, I might go to a buddy's house to watch night one. Sorry. Stay home for night two. <laughs> uh, do my, my typical eat, eat chicken wings and watch wrestling. But, there you go. Anyway, that does it for that. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. And we will see you next week when we bring you WrestleMania 9.